You're listening to You Know That Podcast. In association with That United Family. Hello everyone and welcome to You Know That Podcast. We are back again. It's, it's two weeks in a row, so I'm not going to call it regularly, but it's it's there. Uh, and we welcome another special guest um, with us. We have got Mr. Jay Motty with us from Full Time Devils. How is it going, Jay? I didn't realise there was a Liverpool fan on this podcast. I've just noticed that I was looking... And I thought, is that Anfield? I can see. <laughs> see what I mean? I'm going to have to watch what I say now. I'm going to have to tread carefully. Um, tell me about this. Hey. He's no, uh, Doug's all right now. Doug's all right, mate. No, listen, listen, a... listen. You know what I mean? It's, it's all good. We're all in this together. I think we can all agree that the best thing to do is just scrap the season and start again. I'm pretty sure Doug will agree as well. <laughs> 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 no, we, we we spoke about. I think we, we we touched on this before. Like, and it's I I've said before. We had um, who did we have on? We had Egal from uh, I don't know whether you know the the channel J Sunny TV Arsenal, and he used to be. I on don't like the name already, but no, I don't. To be honest with you. <laughs> so, yeah, well, we had him on last week, and he was saying just scrap it and that. So it's it's what it is. Doug, honestly, no, Doug Bay. Like, what happens? <laughs> like, sorry, I've just hijacked that. You just in, you were enjoying people then. I just hijacked it. No, got the regulars on it doesn't matter everyone else is here jay's the guest so it's fine so we got like obviously doug mate like what are you actually gonna do if they just turn around and say oh yeah by the way we're just stopping the season um to be honest <laughs> with you to be honest with you i would just accept it because there's far bigger things in football uh you know health comes first health everyone's health is paramount so if they if they turn around and say we're gonna to have to avoid the league, and you know you have to start again. And I'll just accept it. I'm not gonna not gonna be one of these petty Liverpool fans that says, "Oh, it's so unfair." Just start again, and then just go from from there. Uh, because everyone's health is paramount, and yeah. like I said, there's far bigger things in football. Um, last question: How do you feel about the furlough thing? And then to backtrack, the little to backtrack on it as well. Made yourself look a bit stupid there, haven't they? Honestly, Nick, the damage is done uh, as far as I'm concerned because, like, I know they've I know they've managed to like have a rethink about it, but in all honesty, the damage is done, and it was a stupid idea in the first place because uh, I've never I would never have envisaged them actually doing that, and especially taking taxpayers' money from a Tory government. And if you remember, you remember like the past, like with all, all Hillsborough, etc., Thatcher, etc. Like you would, you would obviously um, remember that. So for them to take uh, money from a Tory government, uh, it's just, it just goes against the values of, of Liverpool. And Liverpool is a people's city. So everyone will be absolutely uh, astonished at them taking money from the taxpayer. But I'm glad they managed to have a rethink. But for me, the damage is done. Yes. Tottenham as well. They haven't even backtracked as well, and you know, just built this massive stadium, and that makes you think whether there's money problems there at Tottenham, doesn't it? Really, because they don't spend much money either, do they? And they they're not backtracking. It's good to see us United. You know, the Glazers get a lot of stick, don't they? But like, you know, we straight away come out and said, nah, paying all our staff and that. Do you know what though? Right, I get it, and but well, it's such an open goal. It's mm-hmm. a tapping. It's not that difficult. If you look at how much it actually costs, you can pay your staff out your own money. It's not that difficult. It's just the most obvious thing to do. Even the Glazers, the most deplorable owners on the planet, have got this one right because it's an open goal. It's like, <laughs> we'll pay our staff, end of. That's, you know, we'll move on. And everyone's like, right now, fair enough. And for the Scousers, 
to not do that. Like you were saying, Doug, about the whole connotations with the Tories and everything else, it just baffles me that they didn't see that. I was speaking about it the other day on the podcast, that someone in their team just didn't go, we can't do this. Yeah. You know, we, we really can't. The, the, the history that that city, not just not just Liverpool, but the city as a whole, has with, mm. with the Tories, has with Boris Johnson, for God's sake. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, for them to say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll take that money, it's it's amazing to me that, that no one said, guys, no, we can't do this. And it's taken, you know, Jamie Carragher's tweets or whatever to make him see sense. There was reports that apparently Jurgen Klopp, Jamie, uh, James Molnar and Jordan Henderson went to the board and they were like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, I'm just I'm just glad the whole thing has had a rethink and I'm glad they've found an alternative solution. But they should never have made that decision in the first place. But it's nice to see the owners listening to the fans. Did you read, they didn't really have a choice though, did they? Like, Imagine if they just kept on like furlonging their staff. What like, what's the next thing? Like everyone's kicking off on Twitter and stuff, calling them all these names and all whatever. But like you sort of had to listen. You have they they had to sort of like go back on it, didn't they? The worst thing about it is, Carl, there's a some fans that I saw on Twitter were actually accepting this. Mm. John Barnes was John Barnes did a video <laughs> in his sauna, bizarrely, or his shed, <laughs> defending it, saying, "Oh, you know, people can have redundancies and all this other garbage." And then about an hour later, they they went back on it. So he just made himself look even more foolish because he spent sort of 10 minutes sat there defending it. And then even the owners were like, no, I think that might have tipped him over the edge, to be honest with you. When they mm. realised John Barnes was defending him, he thought, Jesus wept, we, we must have got this one wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't see Newcastle or Tottenham making a rethink of this. Mike Ashley won't, really, because he's one nah. No way. Out there, isn't he? Tried to keep keep Sports Direct open, didn't he? When all the shops were shut. <laughs> Did you see his reasoning, though? Did you see what the reasoning was? They mm. sent an email out to all the staff, right, saying, um, "Oh, yeah, uh, because we sell gym equipment and pe- all the gyms are closing, that it's essential that we supply the public with gym equipment." <laughs> it's like, well, mm. Mm, well, it's not that essential. Do you know what though? The difference is, and Doug's hit the nail on the head. I don't think Spurs fans would be that angry about it. I don't think Newcastle fans would be that... I mean, yeah, they'll be annoyed and it's embarrassing or whatever, but I don't think there's that passion and that sort of visceral feeling those fans would have towards taking the, the government's money that Liverpool fans have. It goes much bigger than just we're getting a bit, we're, we're getting our staff furloughed. There's a real thing here and like a tradition, a history, what's going on as well that, that Doug alluded to. So it means, you know, I'm not going to say it, this means more because that's a, a cheesy tagline that we don't need to hear, but... There is a difference in Newcastle and Spurs. I'm not defending it. It's terrible. In them doing it to, to Liverpool doing it because the fans, Liverpool fans themselves were so against this for so many reasons, and I get that. And the Champions of Europe, you know, and how much money you make from that as well. Do you know what I mean? It's how much money is involved in making Europe. So, but you said there is so much more. There's so much more underlying. But now it's make... quickly changed. Though, it? I've seen like all the... Oliver Holt and everyone going, oh, aren't Liverpool wonderful because they've gone back, they've listened to the fans and these these great owners, I think, wow, talk about some positive spin. It's mental, mate. Look, because of the sheer size of United and, uh, and, and sorry, Rockers in the background, sheer size of United and Liverpool could probably pay their staff for a year, mate, a year and a half without there being any football on, do you know what I mean? Um, away from the first, Rocco was just running around with the football and the shouting his sisters. What are you doing, kid? Stop ordering lawnmowers, Emma. 
Emma's in the background trying to order lawnmowers to the garden because, like, it, just going off topic now, this is what this, 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 what this episode is going to be like. My garden in the winter, right, is dreadful because it's like, because it, it's like the three houses, like, conjoined and then they're detached. The gardens are like that. So I'm in the middle and it floods and now my grass is dying. Mm. So I need to seed the grass. And like, the rat. I, need to, I need to mow it first need and drink. then put the seed down. You need are. Need drain, I can't because it's like I can't make when I when I did the garden last summer. There's nothing underneath there. It's just if you can't put to put drains in, it's going to cost thousands. It's not my house. So, yeah. So, but anyway, I'll do it. Um. Yeah. Moving on. Anyway. Sorry. Bit of garden gardening weekly. <laughs> uh, that. Um. Chester Lingard obviously today as we're recording this, which is what day is it? Tuesday. <laughs> the seventh. The seventh. Mate. Mate. Honestly, this whole lockdown thing's got me going mental. Um, Sky Sports reported that Jesse Lingard is willing to fight for his place at Manchester United because Arsenal are in for him, which is mental, by the way. Because one, I like Jesse, I do like Jesse, but what he doesn't—he hasn't really offered much for a long time for us, anyway, in my opinion, anyway. Um, but it just to Arsenal is a bit of a weird transfer because because it just is. Thoughts on Jesse Lingard to Arsenal? I think I think like you know, problem is he's. It's been it's been too long now, hasn't it? That he's struggled, and I just don't see him getting in the side now, especially with like Bruno and you know, and I just I, just, I don't with the players we've got, and you know, if we're we're going in for like Sancho, and that's going to limit his chances anymore. I, if he wants to stay and fight for his place, fair play to him. He's Manchester-born bred, isn't he? But I don't, uh, you know, I, I, I get I like him as well. I mean, as a person, but I just don't think he's there anymore as a footballer for us anyway. He's not good enough. No, you he know, sort of like yeah, he sort of peaked, didn't he? Like last season, it was after last. Remember, he got in a bit of trouble, didn't he? Do you remember last season? It, there was all those videos. Uh, he struggled towards the end, didn't he? But then all those videos come out, didn't they, on social media? And him, mm-hmm. Rashford was there, and then they got berated, didn't they, by the fan, fans? You know, Rashford stood away from him. Then don't we really see him with Lingard anymore, do you? And look how much he's like fraud, and especially Lingard as well. He, you don't see him as vocal on social media anymore, do you? Really, I haven't seen mm-hmm. anything really since then. Apart from him working out and that, like, you know, trying to get fit. I don't know. Well, I don't know what you guys think. Well, I suppose the only place that he really performs is the Emirates. So he would he would just find his, he just find his uh, happy place, really, if he goes <laughs> to the Arsenal. Maybe you see more dancing on more dancing from him than you would anyway, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. If he goes it's, there. It, it's sad, and I think, personally, I, I, I think everyone's said it, every United fan on here has said it, and I agree. I'm, you know, I've, I've been a big fan of Jesse the guy over the years. I like the fact that he went on like 11 loan moves or whatever it was, ridiculous, fought for his place, got into the team after the years, got that horrific injury against Swansea, came back again, scored two goals in cup finals. As you mentioned, the dancing at the Emirates, you know, we love all that, but it's been a horrific 12 months. And if we've got aspirations of challenging the Scousers, challenging City, we can't have passengers. And he's been a passenger, him and Andreas Pereira, both coming out with the right noises in terms of staying and fighting for the place. But they're just not good enough. That's the short and long of it. You can't have a player who ostensibly is a number 10 who doesn't get a goal or assist in 12 months of Premier League football. Now, it doesn't no. matter how much you love Jesse and what he's done in the past. That's got nothing to do with it. The fact is, we are in a position where this isn't Sir Alex giving Darren Gibson or Luke Chadwick a few games. You know, mm-hmm. We're not dominating the league. We're 37 points behind the Scousers and we can't afford to have a number 10 that doesn't score goals or assists. So I love Jesse, and I think history will be kind to him, but it's time to move on. And if he goes to Arsenal, this is how bad it is, I'm not bothered. 
if he was any good, I'd be bothered. I'd be worried. I think, well, why are we strengthening our rivals? But he's in that poor patch of form that I don't know if he'll ever get back to the heights he hit before the World Cup in 2018. So I wish him well. He'll get a good reception for me when he comes back to Old Trafford. But for me, he's got to move on. Yeah. Right, go. No, go on, go on. See, he was one of the most important players, wasn't he, in that World Cup squad that made the semi-final. Now he wouldn't get anywhere near the team. Just shows right. you the decline. <laughs> you know, that just shows you wouldn't even get anywhere near the squad now. And, and, and so... I don't know about you guys, but I hate seeing him get that hate. I, I hate seeing people slagging him off and seeing people, like, laying into him. But it's hard to defend his performances. So I think that's, you know, I'd rather he moved on rather than facing just the barrage of dross that he has to listen to. And some of it is warranted, to be fair, like because some of his performances... I mean, I think the Etihad in the league this season, maybe Spurs at home, other than that, he's been pretty poor, to be honest with you. Yeah, he doesn't, he's, he's stopped offering what he used to offer for some reason. I don't know, it's a bit of a weird... I know he's got a few problems at home and whatnot, but it's like... It's such a drastic drop in form. Like it's not even like he's playing a little bit poo. He's like he's it's been terrible. Like it's mm. yeah, it's it's not great. And like and like Jay said, if you wanna if you wanna challenge, which we could potentially do if we have a good window in the summer, if there's a window in the summer, whenever that starts again, then maybe we could be. I don't think I think you bring in more midfielder. If you bring in like Jack Grealish and people like that, then he's not going to get anywhere near the team anyway. So that's just more players in his position where he plays. I know. What's your thoughts on Jesse John? Well, <clears throat> I think you're as good as your uh, performances that you put in. And obviously, Jesse hasn't put the performances in. And we can call it confidence. We can call it what have you. At the start, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer defended Jesse, put him in, you know. And even a year later, Ollie doesn't put him in. He's very rarely used in maybe Europa or a League Cup game or what have you. And... He thinks, all right, if the grass is greener on the other side, go to Arsenal. And you think that he's going to get any less, you know, stress from the Arsenal fans that he does at United. He'll probably get it even worse over there. So I tell you, I reckon the Arsenal fans have uh, a lot worse than us. We, I know we give him a bit of abuse, but we, we're the Manchester lads, so we have a, some sort of like understanding or feeling about him. Yeah, it, it's. Difficult one, it, it, you know, he was expected to be something that he hasn't turned out to be, and he's been, a, as, a, as I said, a passenger, and you're as only as strong as your weakest links. And with, as again, Jay said, with Pereira and Lingard in the midfield, you know, they're not going to do anything, they're just going to be a passenger. You've got, obviously, uh, Sanchez going to be coming back, we don't want him being a passenger, Small is coming back. Uh, then you could easily get rid of Jones. So these are all players that, you know, could easily go and we need something like that. And Jesse can maybe be the uh, the start like Fellaini was when Ollie first came in. I reckon, he, I reckon AFTV will explode if Lingard goes to Arsenal. They don't like him, do they? You know, no. it's, it's, you know it's quite entertaining. You know, when Arsenal lose, I love watching Arsenal fan TV. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> comedy gold, isn't it, really? Get the popcorn out. Yeah, but I, I don't think they're going to be happy, you know, them as well. Like, they're sort of pissed You think they're like, oh, who we're taking Jesse Lingard. I don't think he's going to be well received by the Arsenal fans at all. And they'll well, turn even quicker than we do. 
Well, if you, imagine, if you imagine the players that, that, that they've brought in in the past, Henri, Fabregas, and then they're going from, like, Xhaka, and then Lungard, and then potentially Smalling, look how far Arsenal have fallen as a club for signings. It doesn't make any sense to me as well. Like, you know, you let Alex Iwobi go to Everton because he's not good enough. Mm. And then you bring in Lingard. Is that, is that to me, just a, it's just a sideways move. It doesn't make... You know, you're saying, oh, we've got aspirations of, of challenging for the at least the top four. And then you're bringing in a player that, you know, if we're being brutally honest with Jesse, he's barely Premier League level at the minute. So, mm. I don't know. I think, I think for Jesse, the best thing for him, and I think it's to his game as well, would be going to somewhere like Syria. I know United have sent everyone there, but if you look at Small and even Ashley Young, who a lot of people have wrote off, he's having a good time at Inter. And I think if he went there, it'd suit him as well. I think he'd get more time on the ball, he'd get more space. Yeah. I think he could flourish again and maybe rejuvenate himself like Chris Smalling has done at Roma. Chris Smalling's had a great season. Um, you know, I think Gareth Southgate's been talking about him maybe coming back into England fold. There's, there's, you know, I know you mentioned him maybe coming back to Old Trafford, but there could be potentially him staying in, in Italy. And I think if, if Jesse went to somewhere like Inter buying all our reserves or or a club of that ilk, I think he could do do well there and maybe you know get his career back on track because he's not he's not 34, he's 27. So yeah. you know if he has one good season, then he could be back in England squad and he can maybe get a move back back to England if that's what he wants to do back to the Premier League. But I think for him, a move abroad would probably suit him better. I think it suit his game better as well and give him the chance to to maybe get away a little bit from the limelight as well. I think staying in the Premier League at a club like Arsenal whose fans are absolute muppets and who love nothing more than just slagging off their own players, it, it, yeah, it'd be, it'd be on a hiding to nothing. Yeah, no, I think, on the, moving away from, moving away from Jess, because obviously I don't want to, I don't want to lever him, because he is one of our own, and he's, and he was, he was a good, he has been a good servant, and he, and he has, you know, provided some crucial moments. Let's, t- let's talk about his mate, on the total flip side of Jesse Lingard at the minute, Marcus Rashford, who's actually been flying, uh, before his injury, obviously, um, his, his, his spine fracture, whatever it was, is um, what was it? Vertebrae, wasn't it? Two vertebrae broken in his back. Um, that that kid is is fed seven hundred and forty thousand children during this coronavirus pandemic. Um, what an absolute legend, by the way. Like of, of, of a man of his age, a young lad who could literally do—he's got the world at his feet, playing for the biggest club in the world, one of the biggest clubs in the world—to then take your time out and you know use use some of your own cash and raise so much money for people that need it is just an absolute—he's an absolute gem, isn't he, Rashford? Legend. He is a legend, mate. Um, I'll get your thoughts on that. And when I, was, I actually did a video for Doug yesterday, and he asked me if uh, Rashford could be a one-club man. What do you reckon? You know, in nowadays where football's it's a massive business, it's got loads of money in it, and contracts are only getting bigger, aren't they? You got to look at the likes of like Sanchez on like almost 500 grand a week when he gets all his bonuses at ours. Uh, so I think Rashford's a lot better than him, and he's a y- lot younger. So when he gets a sort of Sanchez's age, the contracts could be millions a week. Do you know what I mean? If he's, if, if no one ever puts a cap on it. One club man Rashford and his thoughts on you know what he's been doing for for the well the world essentially. Great for his age, really. Do you know what I mean? Like Twenty two years old, you know, to be to be doing that like it was you know it's a touch, it's such a shame because of, like before his injury he was absolutely flying. He was I, re- I re- reckon if we carried on with Bruno he could end up like player of the season. I think he was that he was getting that good. Look. You know, amazing what he's done, you know, with his time off. And it just shows you such a role model and a great ambassador for our club. Um, 
I hope he doesn't. I hope this injury isn't too bad because I know it's a bad injury. And there is players, you know, they get those injuries and they're never really the same, are they? Like Torres was one, wasn't he? He really struggled. Mm. Like Van Persie got in, didn't he take an injury? He was, he struggled for a good few seasons. I hope this doesn't derail, derail his development. But, you know, I think he could stay at one club, but we do need to start challenging because everyone's going to start looking, you know, players do want to win stuff, don't they? Look at Harry Kane. He was like, oh, I'm always going to stay at Tottenham. And now, you know, it doesn't look like they're, you know, going to win. Like, and he's, hinting, you know, that he might eventually have to look somewhere else. So, you know, I guess there are players do have their own personal goals, but you know, you can he was if Man United born and bred, he's a United fan, you know, so I Do you do you do you put him in like the bracket of like with Mbappe, Sancho and people like that? I know he's our owner, we will say, Oh yeah, he's what he's one of the best young like or the best young player in like in in Europe. Is is he though? Like I know he had he's been quality and obviously this season he's really like stepped it up a little bit. Do you, is he like do you actually put him in that bracket of like yeah, he could be the next, you know, in the Messi, Ronaldo sort of like gold, you know, like the Ballon d'Or sort of winner bracket. I mean, possibly. I think the thing with Marcus Rashford is like what he's doing off the pitch is phenomenal. It really is. But no one would be praising him quite the way they were if he wasn't having a great season. And he has, he has having a great season. Like if Jesse Lingard went out and gave a load of money to charity, he'd still be getting stick. He would. Mm-hmm. It's it, the fact that people love Marcus Rashford so much is because. He's finally fulfilled that potential, and there was a lot of us who always stuck by him and thought he was fantastic. But there was a lot of United fans who were doubting him and saying he wasn't, you know, he hadn't kicked on and all this other garbage. And he was having a, a great season. I agree with what other people were saying. I think if he'd have stayed fit, he would have been certainly United's player of the year and possibly a contender for PFA player of the year. He was absolutely flying before he got that injury against Wolves. And I think, you know, with Marcus, when you compare him to the likes of Son, to the likes of Harry Kane, to the likes of Firmino, to the likes of Mo Salah, to the likes of Alan Shearer, to the likes of Ian Wright, if you look at Rashford's numbers at his age, and all those players I've mentioned at, at, at that age, his numbers are better, a lot better. He's, 20, he's just 22, and his goal-scoring ratio and the amount of goals he scored, it's better than all those players I've mentioned who everyone lords over. And people forget how young Marcus Rashford is. Now, the one player out there who his numbers don't compare to is the one you've just mentioned, Kylian Mbappe. But for me, Mbappe is like... He's a Messi type. He's a Maradona type. He's a one in a billion type player who you don't get those type of players that come along very often who at 17, 18 are winning World Cups and are arguably the star of the tournament. That's unheard of. Can Rashford get to that level? Is he as good as someone like Mbappe? I don't know. Can he do a fantastic job for Manchester United for the rest of his career? 100%. I think, I think he wants to stay United and I think what's changed now about Rashford is a year ago, we were saying is Marcus Rashford good enough for United? Now there's a sort of narrative of a United good enough to keep Marcus Rashford. And that's what I like about it. He's that good that people are saying, you know what? He could get in any team. We need to make sure that we've got a team good enough for him. And that just shows you the level he's risen to. He's not perfect. He does have his, you know, he's, there's parts of his game that he can work on. But the way he's progressing, A, I think he will want State United. And I think if he carries on the way he is, and we carry on improving as a team, I think he could one day win the Ballon d'Or. It's a big if, and he's up against some great players. But regardless of that, I think he can have an amazing career at Manchester United and I think he can become one of our all-time top scorers. Injuries as well. He needs to stay fit. Yeah, it? 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah do, you reckon, do, you reckon, do you reckon Ollie, because um, he's had such a good season, do you reckon it's down to, a little bit down to Ollie and what he's done with him? Because he was speaking in an interview, wasn't he, uh, Marcus, about you know what Ollie's been doing for him, about teaching him the little things, about getting across his man quicker, um, making these sort of different runs and that. Do, 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 you, do you give Ollie credit? Because obviously Ollie gets a lot of stick as well. Um, obviously gets called P teacher and, and what inept and 
and what I was saying, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not questionable because some of the things he does is questionable. But do you reckon he's helping the young lads like, you know, like Rashford? I think one of the main things he's helped him with is he stuck him in his perfect position on the left off the striker because he was down the middle. Sometimes he was on the right. He had different strike partners, one of that word. But with Martial in the number nine and Rashford on the left, that's working. And Rashford seems to settle into that role. And also as well, he stuck him on penalties. I know Bruno started taking him since he's been injured. Since he's been injured, sorry. But I think that helps as well because striker, you want to score goals. Rashford takes a good penalty, giving him that responsibility and that opportunity has helped him as well. It's helped bump up his numbers. So I think Oli deserves a lot, a lot of credit. And I think one of the main bits of credit he deserves is for finding his ideal position and sticking with it. He struggled, didn't he? You know, when Martial was out and he was at the top, top on his own, he was looking a little lost, wasn't he? And you know, we had that really. Po- it was a really bad patch, wasn't it, just before we went on and kicked on against Tottenham and City. You know, and he was like, mm. you know, come and try and find the ball. You know, he definitely says that like, when he's out wide and he's running at players, he, he's sort of unplayable, isn't he? And, oh, he's know. mustered me. Like, he's, he's turn of, his turn of pace and he's, he's so quick and, like, dropping the shoulder. That, that you know, you know that Liverpool goal um, when he just absolutely tore uh, Trent a new... Sorry, Doug. When he did that, uh-huh. like, like like a Cruyff turn, cut inside, and Trent would just run into the Stretford end, and he just he just like levered it into the corner. So it's yeah. stuff like that he just does, and, and obviously that he's been doing that a lot this season. It's been ma- magic. Doug, what do you like? People from outside United look at Rashford and go like, what what is what's the sort of the emphasis on Rashford from fans outside of the club? I think Rashford's brilliant. I think he's been terrific this season, and yeah, like like you say, I think I think before before he got injured, I think he was. Uh, I think he was Man United's best player, in all honesty. Um, I do think he's much better wide left. Um, I I think he does struggle when he's in when he's in the striker role, but this season he's been absolutely superb. And I think actually he's getting better at his set pieces. We've seen a couple of uh, occasions this season where he's actually scored. Remember that goal at Chelsea he scored? Was like 40, <laughs> I remember 40, that goal, all right. 40, 40 plus yards out. It was absolutely fantastic. So, um. No, I would have Rashford at Liverpool. Absolutely. I, to be honest with you, I think he would probably get in over Manny. Well, unfortunately, mate. Unfortunately, mate. Wow, wow, that's a big call, that. that. Man, <laughs> you say over Mane? That's a big call, mate. That, says, that shows what level he's at, then. Yeah, I, I, I think Rashford has been absolutely superb this season. And I think um, he will only go on and get better. And yep. he's only 22. And... The the off the work stuff he's done is absolutely fantastic as well. So hats off to him. He's taught Trent a few things, hasn't he? He's turned Trent and mm. Arnold in and in and out a few times. And Van Dyke and Matip <laughs> and the rest and of Gomez. Them, actually, yeah, yeah. He's just yeah, he's just pissed on all of them, mate. No, I, I like Marcus. I, I do. I do like. Twitter gave you a like on Twitter yesterday, Carl. Carl's like, yeah, he's mate. Do you know what, mate? You never mentioned it, Carl. <laughs> you know what, right? I always, I, I, every time something happens, right? I know Jay lurks around Twitter, right? And then he'll just lurks keep around Twitter. What? I'm on Twitter. I don't lurk nah, around. You lurk around, mate. And then hey. you, you pick little stuff up, like, like Carfix, or you, he's always on every channel, or like other people. Like, you just <laughs> stick a tweet in there all the time, and I just know, I know one day it's just gonna come. Mate, I love, I've got nothing but love for you, Carl. I've never said anything about you, about you mate. Do you know what I mean? Listen, if Marcus Rashford liked my tweet, I've been naming my son Marcus. I've been renaming him. So don't worry about that. I'm not knocking that, mate. He's, a hey, he's, he's done a lot for us, actually, Marcus Rashford. He, like, he's, he's tweeted us a few times. He sent, us, he sent Mason a shirt for Christmas, signed. And then, um, obviously, he liked that tweet last night. Agalo commented on Rocco's video yesterday as well. 
Navagalo. I like Odeon. Man like Odeon Agalo, mate. Nigerian R9. You're getting too big of a social media personality, Carl, and that. You assume we won't be big, good enough for your channel. You're going to the bigger. Mate, the, weight, the weight is bearing on my shoulders now, mate. I feel like um, I, I feel like I can't go into Manchester anymore, mate. It's that bad. <laughs> well, <I> said, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like the Poundland Andy Tate. Yeah, if I send wow. you the shit, <laughs> by the way, I'm joking. By the way, you know. I was going to say actually, you know, we went back on the thing. We were talking about um, Jesse going maybe going to Serie A. What would you do about Smalling? Would you take him back, or do we sell him and make a bit of money on him? What do you reckon? If we could fuck Jones off, I'd keep Smalling. If I don't think we're, no one's going to want to buy Smalling. Uh, uh, Jones, are they? That's the problem. Who's going to want to buy Jones? West Ham. Well, he, he earns hundred. You know, Jones earns hundred looks like hundred and twenty grand a week. Who is going to pay Fitzgerald Jones that anywhere near? Sanchez. They can have them both. So the room. I think yeah, the, the problem. The problem with Smalling. <laughs> if he, I, I like Chris Smalling. And I agree, I think he's a lot better than Phil Jones, that's not saying much. And he's had a great season um, in Italy. But Jones, for me, he's a, he's a, we've got too many defenders, centre-backs, who are in a similar bracket. Like, Rowo, I know he's gone out alone. Baye, even maybe Axel, who I rate. You know, if, he, if Axel stays fit, then I can see him forming a partnership with Maguire. But the likes of Jones, Smalling, Baye, they, they, they're not fit enough or not good enough. And, you know, we need to move away from that. And, like, if Smalling did come back and he was fifth-choice centre-back, then, yeah, fair enough, I'd have that. But is he going to have that? Is he going to be, you know, behind Lindelof, Maguire, Baye and Axel in the pecking yeah. order? Probably not, especially not after the season he's just had. So, again, it's the same thing with Lingard. I think he's done. he's been a good servant over the years. I like Chris Smalling. I think he's, I think he's actually underrated. I think he gets a lot of stick that he doesn't deserve. And I think if you actually compare him to a lot of the centre-backs out there, his numbers, he's actually decent. Mm. Uh, but again, it's better for everyone if he moves on. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a shame, really, because like you say, he's not like he's not the worst centre-half that we've got by by a country mile, do you know what I mean? And let's touch on Axel Tuanzebe, actually. I, really, I, like, yeah, I like Axel Tuanzebe. Why does he not get enough... Why does he not get the games? Injuries, isn't it? He does yeah. struggle. Mm. He does struggle with injuries. And he... It's weird because he had that full season, didn't he, at Villa last yeah. season? I think he played nearly every game that he was available for. He's come back to Old Trafford. Got injured in a warm-up against... I can't remember who it was against. Was Liverpool. Liverpool. Was it Liverpool? Sorry. Yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. 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 And he and he's never <laughs> really got back to looking like he's going to get a start again or get a, certainly get a run in the team. And for me, naturally, in terms of natural ability, I think he's probably our best defender in terms of his natural ability if you watch him. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same, same with Eric Bailly, fantastic defender. But he's he's injury prone, and he's you know he's a little bit reckless. By no, him. I love that mate. I love that. Yeah, um, and I think it's a shame because I think if Axel had stayed fit, this could have been his breakthrough season at United. But he's if anything, he's probably gone a little bit backwards because he's he's now he's got this injury question mark hanging over him, which wasn't there before. He might you, reckon he could, you reckon he'd benefit from another loan in the Premier League, like another year out? Personally, I'd like to see him stay and get into the team. I think if he's fit enough to play for. West Ham or Villa or whoever, then he's fit enough to play for Manchester United. It's just a case of getting him fit, however that may be. Might, need, our... to send, might need to send him to City's doctor. Who's our best pair <laughs> at the back? Maguire and who? Lindelof or Jack Bailly? If he stays fit, who would you who would you say is our best pairing? If everyone's fit, I'd go with Suanzebi and, and Maguire. But I think 
the, the sheer fact that they're not fit, I think it makes sense to have Lindelof because they can actually form a partnership. Whereas yeah. with Suanzebi or Bayi, you're going to get them one in three maybe playing together. And, you know, everyone knows you need, as a centre cent- about pairing, you need to play together and build that understanding. I don't think Lindelof and Maguire actually suit each other, if I'm being honest. Yeah, but, they struggle, don't they? Yeah. I remember when I went out to Benfica, uh, was it last last season? And they swore blind by Lindelof saying how good he is. And we were like, well, we're not too sure. We're saying that. They're like, mate, he is going to be amazing. He's a fantastic on the ball. But he's sometimes just a bit like a rabbit in headlights. He gets a, do you know what I mean? And I think he struggles. He's only, he, he was a, he was a centre midfielder at Benfica for a bit. Mm-hmm. He played centre midfield for years and years and years and years, and then all of a sudden he just he turned into a centre half, and then that's when we bought him. I think Maguire and Lindelof want to do the same things though. They both like to play football, don't they? They both like to pass the ball, and obviously it's not ideal when you got you, you potentially got two ball playing centre halves. So you want to push the lines a little bit. It doesn't really complement each other. And I think that's why the, I think that's where they struggle a little bit. Smalling would thrive, would thrive with Maguire. He's a, he's the same he's again he's the same though again he likes that he likes to pass the ball doesn't he? he likes to come out of defence of it and it's like mm, I think he's a better ball winning defender though I think Smalling is I think Bailly mate I think Bailly's the boy mate I love Eric Bailly Marcus if I can have a back four of Brandon Williams Marcus Rojo Eric Bailly and some other shit else at right back mate I'd have it I'd have it all <laughs> well. I was saying, I was saying though, like you could have an, uh, a, a possible England backline, like you know, you could have Dean Henderson in net, you could have uh, Aaron Wambasaka on the right, you can have Axel on the uh, Axel and Maguire as your centre back partnerships, and Williams as your left back. Now that'd be a, an awesome defending lineup for the next ten years, ish. Do you, reckon that, do you reckon that's good enough though when they get a bit older? Like, do you reckon like that's a potential for England or not? Like, will they will yeah. they go? For that? Obviously, you've got Luke Shaw who's not old, remember as well, which is another left back option. They had a great end, didn't they? They had a really good good end to the season. Well, if he continued, but you know, the, before the Corona thing, you know, he was playing really well. Luke Shaw was, wasn't he? And what, I think that what, I think that's I think that warrants Brandon Williams as well. Like I, Luke Shaw's never had anyone that's. He's always been comfortable, isn't he, a left-back? There's never ever been anyone that's, like, challenging for that spot. And I think that's where Luke Shaw sort of took his foot off the boil a little bit. And Brandon Williams has turned up and, and, and been absolutely fantastic. So I wonder if that's why Luke Shaw sort of gone back to sort of the Luke Shaw before the leg break. Yeah. He's getting there. I think Luke Shaw, I think some of his better performances have been at the back uh, as part of a back three, on the left-hand side of a back three. I still don't think he's at the levels he was before his injury, for being brutally honest. He is playing better. I still think his position, positional sense leaves a little bit to be desired, but he is having a better run. He's getting forward a lot more as well, with purpose as well, not just meaningless runs. He does seem to have a bit more purpose to him. So there is a little bit of glimmer. I think you're right, Brandon Williams is maybe giving him a bit of a kick up the backside. Personally, I'd prefer Brandon Williams at left back, but there's a, definitely a conversation to be had there. And that back four you mentioned, you know, the Brexit back four, is actually a decent one. If, if you know, if everyone was fit, I don't, you know, Wambasaka, fantastic right back, Axel and Maguire, we've already spoke about, and Brandon Williams, and I, you know, I've, I've been banging the Dean Anderson drum for a little while now, so yeah, I think that's all right. I mean, I don't really care what nationality they are. That is a good back five, and I think you know, you look at that, and that is one that potentially could do do the job for the next three or four years at least. Do you think on on Dean Henderson really quickly? Like, you think 
when when do you start? Because obviously he's a class goalkeeper. He is. He's really really good, and he's he's proved his worth again this year for Sheffield United. Obviously stepping up a level. When do you when when is the question being asked? Obviously you got Romero, the best second goalkeeper in the world. You got David de Gea, who's arguably one of the best in the world. Or you know probably the first half of the season and last season. When when does Dean Henderson get a, a shout? When when does he get a chance at being United's number one? I think. I think oh, sorry, Gerd. Because it should be now. Because <clears throat> you have to look at it. Is do you want to pay a goalkeeper three hundred and fifty grand a week to make mistakes for him to not be hungry, or have Dean Henderson, who's top joint top? clean sheets in the league that's being paid pittance compared to De Gea and younger and more hungrier you know you look at Sir Alex Ferguson there's only three times he ever missed training and one of them was to, was to obviously scout De Gea and he made mistakes but he gritted his teeth they won a title with him and obviously then Fergie retired on that but he was then a world class keeper why can't we do that same thing with Dean Henderson I think he's in the right place at the moment, though. I think Keith Eilert could give him another year at Sheffield United. They've been doing really well. They're a good side. You know, probably going to be in Europe next year or some sort of Europe. I think he's in the perfect setting. Like, give him yeah, one more and then bring nine him back. Clean nine clean sheets. We could have deal that had them rather than Sheffield United. That's yeah. the irony, isn't it? If, if, if the season does get finished, whichever way, there's a good chance Dean Anderson can help Sheffield United get into the Champions League. And we may not even do that. I mean, I think we will, personally. If the season is finished, I do think we'll get to top four. But it could happen. And I think, you know, listen, I love David Day. And I'm, I'm getting, I've had pelts for this because I've been saying this for a little while now. But there was in the first five years of David Day at United, I could count his mistakes on one hand. Yeah. In the last 12 months, I can't count his mistakes on both hands. You know, you look at Watford, Everton, Barcelona, the derby last season, Arsenal away. The, 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 the mistakes just keep racking up. Crystal Palace at home, you can argue as well. There's, there's, you know, he keeps making these mistakes. He doesn't command his area as well. His distribution isn't great. And then you've got down the road a young lad who's having an absolute stormer, the Liverpool game aside. He's having an almost perfect season. Yeah. He's a United player. He's, he's, he's good enough for the Premier League. He's proving that. And we're saying, oh, no, let's just stick with De Gea. Yes, I get what De Gea's done in the past, but it's almost like a lesser extent of what I was saying about Jesse Lingard. We can't afford now to not have our best team out possible. If we've got any realistic chance of challenging for more than just top four, we have to be having our best 11, whoever that may be. And I personally think Dean Henderson would be in our best 11 because I think he's a he's playing as a better goalkeeper right now. And, you know, it's not just right now, over the last sort of six or seven months. And it pains me to say that because De Gea's been a great servant and he's still a relatively young man. He's 29, which for a goalkeeper is young. But sometimes that happens with a goalkeeper and you can't ignore the amount of mistakes he's been making. And you... I just don't feel confident, as, as confident, sorry, in him as I used to. I even feel more confident recently when Romero's come in. And that says a lot, really. I, I don't know. I just feel that it might be time, again, with De Gea to move on. But similar to what uh, someone else was saying about Phil Jones, he's on this massive contract. And if he, you know, if he does move on, someone's got to come in and pay him 400k a week or whatever, which for a goalkeeper isn't easy. Yeah, it's, it's a mad money, isn't it? The Spanish people don't think he's the best Spanish keeper, do they? And that's where he, no. you know, he hinted he wanted to go to Real Madrid when it found but they, they don't think he's the greatest keeper. And, you know, we, and we always say, like, you know, he's been like, when he's done, we say, oh, well, he's saved us so many times over here. But eventually, 
these mistakes. Cats keep saying, oh, well, he saved us loads over the over the past, you know, but he keeps making these mistakes all the time. And, you know, eventually it does get to a stage where, you know, it starts overshadowing what he's done before. And that's what it's about as well the future what's he going to help us in the future if he's going to carry on making mistakes that's the issue like again you're only as strong as your weakest link and if you've got someone letting goals in we had to let go of Schmeichel at some point like he was one of the best keepers in the world but you know things time move on like it's, it's maybe sad to say he has he's been one of our best keepers in a long time and again servant he has been, he served us very well unless he wants to take a space on the bench at 350 grand we won't want to do that he won't want to do that all we should do is just take less money for him so whoever does pay his wages will have that opportunity to do so like i know he's maybe worth 90 million with the contract that he's on but if we take 50 million and they've saved 40 million on the price that they pay for him they can put that towards the wages for a five-year contract so that's where i see it as anyway do you not think united fans have got like the thing in their head like we sort of owe him because obviously the club, whether it was on purpose or whether it wasn't, messed up the transfer to Madrid when he basically was there when he was at Madrid, basically, right? Do you, do you not think the thing that is like, oh, we've got to give him a chance because we feel like we've cost him three Champions League titles? No, not at all. I mean, can can we afford to be that sentimental? Can we afford? No. Can we afford to be that loyal, even if you for want of a better word? Well, you know. He could have won more trophies and have gone somewhere else, so we'll stick him in goal even though he's probably not our best option. No, we can't afford to do that. As I keep saying, you know, you're not going to make up 37 points by not picking your best possible team. Now, OK, it's, it, to be honest with you, it is small margins between the difference between Henderson and De Gea. It's not like there's a massive... It's massively obvious that De Gea is not as good as Dean Henderson. You know, we could have this debate all day long and... You know, you could argue that they're very close to each other, but I do think Henderson has the edge, and I do think that if we are, we are going to sort of get to where we should be, we need to be start. We need to start being more brutal. Ollie needs to start continue what he's been doing. You know, he's been doing it. He did it with Lukaku. He did it with Fellaini. He did it with um, Smalling and, and and all these other players that he said, right, you're not good enough for Sanchez as well. You know, he needs to do that if that's the right thing to do with the hair. And at the moment, now I think it's getting towards a point where it is. And I think, you know, if we go into next season with David De Gea in goal, yes, he might do OK, but if he does cost us points, that could be the difference between it being, a, you know, a great season or a, an average one. Do you, th- do, you think, do you think David De Gea's form has been affected from his World Cup performance? 100%. It's a great shout-out. You, someone else mentioned it earlier about, you know, the, the Spanish press on his case. The problem De Gea has as well, in Spain, you have pro Real Madrid papers, you have pro Barcelona papers who will back you. Now, he's not got any of them because no. obviously he plays for United. His performances for Spain in the World Cup were pretty poor, if we're being honest. You remember the Ronaldo shot that squirmed under him. I know it sounds harsh because it's penalties, but even in the penalty shootouts, he didn't get any near any of the penalties and some of them he should have saved. He should have saved. He got pelts for that and again, you know, the Spanish press can be absolutely brutal. And he hasn't got those allies in the Spanish press. So I think that might have got in his head. I think you're right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, as well. Like, we feel like we owe him. But look at Romario. He hasn't done nothing wrong. He comes in, he's brought, you know, every time. He deserves probably a season in goal. 
even if Dare wasn't well, there. You... I thought you said Romario then. I thought Romario. He did say Romario. <laughs> did you say Romario? Romario? Yeah, he said Romario. Yeah, yeah. The, the former Brazilian striker. I don't know what he's got to do. I'm not putting him in. <laughs> I think I reckon he'd be yeah. a goalkeeper in today. <laughs> he, he deserves the whole season in goal, I reckon. Don't you reckon? He's never put anything wrong. He's been loyal. Again, though, yeah. But again, if we're going to be brutal, is Dean Henderson the best option? I, I think yeah. we, need, we need to start being like Thinking like Manchester United Football Club instead of thinking, thinking like, you know, the Red Lion. Oh, he's he's been around for a while. He, he's paid his subs, you know, sticking <laughs> oh you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna make up this gap unless <laughs> we pick our best team as often as possible and go all out for the players that we need. And I know I'm sound like I'm being harsh on De Gea and I'm hating on him, I'm not, you know, I love the guy, but you know, someone else mentioned Schmeichel. I, I used to, I don't like him anymore, but I used to love Schmeichel, obviously Schmeichel chose to leave. But there comes a time when players have to leave. So, you know, just because he did, he's done great over the years doesn't mean that he's going to do great forever. And I think now might be the right time for him to, to, to move on. That was funny. That made me laugh. Are you smuggling? No, I don't like him anymore. It's just, I don't know why that makes Listen, me laugh. I am bitter about the cartwheels. I'll admit that. I am. I don't, I get, you know, people going about, you need to let go. Never. Ah, mate. Never yeah, nah, that, Ever. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. No, that's, no, mate. It's 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 true though, isn't it? Mong, Have you mate. seen it? You know that Sunderland until I die. As soon yeah. As people saying, oh, you know, United fans need to get over that problem. <laughs> Sunderland fans are all right. No, they're not. I will never get over it. I'll never forgive him ever. It's true though, isn't it? Hey, we'll wrap it. We'll wrap it up on this then. Doug, question to you because you're an outsider. Not like no, we're all friends of that, but you're a Liverpool fan. <laughs> like to see United challenge next year. Who do you reckon realistically needs to come in? Realistically. Um, I've said this quite a few times. I think Luka Jovic is probably a a, a a target for United. I think I think if you get Jack Grealish, I think if you get Sancho, uh, you know if you get Sancho, you've got one of you've probably got one of the hottest um, attacks going. Sort of Sancho, Martial, and, and Rashford. Um, probably another centre back. I think you are needing uh, another centre-back. Um, probably a central defensive midfielder as well, like a Wilford and Didi or someone like that. Um, I think I think it all depends if you keep Pogba fit as well, because you've got a good midfield there. Um, but then again, if you do bring a new midfielder in, then someone's going to have to go, because I think you've got about six or seven midfielders, and I think you've, you're kind of overran in the midfield area. So I would, I would suggest probably a centre-back... Sancho's the best midfielder, um, like a Grealish, a Sancho, maybe a Jovic, maybe a Werner. That'd be a window, that would. That's a window. So what we're saying is, yeah, we're going to have to wait at least another year then. <laughs> we're not, we're no, not going to start winning. The thing is though, Doug, we probably are five or six short still, potentially. Because like I've said it loads of times in the videos, we've got nothing... After the eleven, we've got nothing. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, think... the, that, that's the thing, though. You, like, like, like I said to you yesterday on the um, on on our on our video. Uh, go go check that out as well. It was a it was a good laugh. Um, what I said is the strength and depth that Liverpool and City have. That's something the Man United need mm. to challenge. I, I, we had a real, we said last time last podcast that we thought a realistic transfer window, and I thought we'd take it. Would be Grealish, Sancho, and Agallo for another season. And, you know, that would be a decent... I think it would be a decent enough. I think it'd be good. we'd be happy with that, wouldn't we? Agallo would be a decent backup as well. He's he, To be fair, you've picked a real gem in getting Agallo. 
in all honesty. He's the beer as well, you know, if I'm... Mm-hmm. Everyone criticised him. Everyone criticised the, the sign-in. Uh, but I said, I said to Carl, I said to Mr. D, I said to a, a couple of other friends of Man United fans, I actually said to them that it was actually a, a, a sensible solution to get someone in. If it didn't work, then okay, just say go. But it's looking likely that he could potentially stay. Mm. I love a guy like me, mate. I absolutely love him. I I was actually doing. I did a live. Um... Uh, like last hour of the window video, and when Agallo signed, I was like, "Happy days." I wasn't like, "Like what? What are you on about? Why have we got Agallo?" Like if it was, if the choice between Josh King and Odin Agallo, I would have picked Odin Agallo every every single time. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like obviously he did it. He done it in the Premier League. Josh, I've never actually seen a decent performance out of Josh King. I don't think, he play, I think he's played still since then when we were linked to him because he's been in. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just like so. I think Agallo was a shrewd move. It's, it's cost us next to nothing. And yeah. to bring him in, it's not going to cost us a lot because obviously we're not going to. We'll probably end up paying him a hundred thousand pound a week, which is mental money for a Galo, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and was it fifteen million quid or whatever? I, I don't know. What, what's your lads' opinion? Like, who do you reckon a good, a good window for the summer to compete? Who do you reckon, Jay? Um, I think that Sancho would be a great signing. I think that would give us a front three that you know would rival Liverpool's as, as the best front three in the Premier League. I think. Um, a Grealish would give us an option as well. I think if Pogba goes, a lot depends if Pogba goes. If Pogba goes, a Grealish comes in, you could argue that's not really strengthening. Um, but at least Grealish should play a lot of football where Pogba hasn't. Um, I would like to see us go out and get another midfielder as well. I really, I know that might sound crackers, but Grealish can play in a lot of different positions. And I think if we brought in, I wouldn't mind if we brought in Grealish and Madison. I know it probably won't happen, but I wouldn't mind that. I think we need options. We were talking earlier about the problem you've got, and I think you just mentioned it, Carl, is, it, you know, you get one or two injuries, then you start having to bring in the likes of Pereira, the likes of Jesse Lingard, who aren't up to it. And that's my, my, my worry is, you know, if something happens to Bruno, or something happens to, you know, if we did bring in Grealish and he gets injured, then who are you bringing in? And I think the, the, some of the younger players, like your Garner and your Dylan Levitt and players like that, they're, they're probably two or three seasons away from being at, at the sort of level we need them to be. So I wouldn't mind if we brought in another midfielder. Um, a lot, I think, as well, might depend on the likes of Mason Greenwood. I think he's going to have a, a massive season next season. And just how massive that is could have a, a big say in whether United are, are challenging for top four or... or I don't think we're going to challenge for the title. It's a bit too too soon for that. I don't think you make up 37 points in, in a season. But we can certainly get towards that, if that makes sense. Get a, sort of that in-between bit of being comfortably in the top four but not quite challenging for the title. Um, and again, you know, you talk about bringing in defenders... Yes, I'd love to if we brought in a defender, but if one of our defenders like Axel or Eric, Eric Bayer could stay fit, then that that would be a massive bonus. You know, we've, we've got some squad players who are good enough. They're just not fit enough. So there's lots of ifs and buts and maybes, but bare minimum, bare minimum here, yeah, because I think we might have to actually settle for bare minimum here, would be Sancho um, and Grealish. And if injuries are kind to us and maybe Pogba stays, I don't think he will, but if he did, that, that wouldn't be a bad transfer window, if I'm being brutally honest. It really wouldn't. thing with Agallo is, I wasn't like you, Carl. When we signed him, I was a bit like, really? Mm, okay. You know, the guy that scored one goal in 17 games in his last season in the Premier League. But I've been proven wrong. He's been phenomenal. He really has. He's been a breath of fresh air. Everyone loves him. Scored some goals as well, some good goals. All right, against poor opposition, but he's still scoring. And, you know, he's done exactly what it says on the tin. Can he do it for another full season, though, when he's 31? I don't know, if I'm being brutally honest. I don't even I don't know. 
maybe, but he, he could be a, a good sort of Europa League or League Cup option to have. We've had this discussion, Jay, before between us lot, but realistically, a realistic striker target, who would you go for? Because obviously we do need another striker. And, you know, who um, would we... Like when Agala come in, there was Tottenham were in the same position. Who could we have really gone for? We were a bit desperate for a striker. And... No, I think um, was it Douglas mentioned uh, Timo Werner? Um, maybe that's someone who, um, who you could look at. Thing is, as well, I don't know, and you guys will know more about this than me. But what's the situation? This might sound crackers, but with Haaland, hasn't he got some sort of buyout clause where he's up for grabs again in January? Yeah. Where, like a 50 million buyout clause yeah, or something, isn't it? which sounds crazy that we've just missed out on him. But if he was an option, if we could get him for even 70 million, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have him. Do you know what? So, I don't know, I think you're right. You know, it's probably the hardest thing to do is get a striker who will come into a, a club at Premier League level and score lots of goals. But someone like a Werner or a Haaland, if he became available again, I, w- I would be happy happy with that. Again, though, going back to my original point, a lot could depend on Greenwood. Because he can yeah. play strike, he can play left, he can play right. If he has the season, which he potentially could have, he could be the, the third out of that, that three, or the, or at least a backup for what, any of those three if we get Sancho when one of them is injured. And he, he could have a big big part to play next season. Yeah, and no, I think if we do end up keeping a Gallo and then buying a Sancho, I think Greenwood might find his opportunities a bit stifled, just a little bit, just because I think you know, he'll trust a Gallo a bit more because obviously experience and obviously Sancho coming in is going to cost you 130 million quid potentially and then it's a lot of money to put on the bench in it to, for, for an academy lad I know it sounds bad but that's just how football works isn't it so I don't know John go on and finish it off who do you reckon realistic season who would you like coming realistic transfer window who would you like to see come in well it's I'd, I'd like to see Sancho that's obviously that's not obvious I don't think there's a Manchester United fan that would turn around and say yeah I don't want Sancho um, you'd look at maybe a midfielder you're looking at Grealish and probably yeah a Gallo like that three for your summer summer signings and if you see how your season progresses from then till January and bolster where you, where you can in January and just see where it is because obviously we've got question marks over Pogba, we've got question marks over De Gea. So if you look at what possibly could come in off their figures, if it, they do possibly go, you could have a, a better rebuild and have a, a Van Gallian sort of uh, rebuild where he came in and put 12 in. You know, got rid of a good amount of players. So it's an all, it's an all if, buts and maybes. But those three at first, I think, would probably the best option right now for us, even though it's, as I said, what Jay said, like there's, there's, there's what 37 points to make back up, like realistically, unless there's a miracle happening, it ain't, it ain't happening in a season. So you got to look logically and go, well, maybe 17 points, get back to that 20 points that we were a season before that, and then come back a season after that. But that's that's patience. And do Man United fans have patience? United logical, fans logical ones, patience, surely not. Logical ones do. So people that buy into a process do, and realise yeah. where we actually are. Um, but others do not. Logical, logical football fans. Uh, you're, you're talking about you know, unicorns and you know. <laughs> unicorns and pots of gold. <laughs> yeah. uh, logical football fans don't sort of rubbish. 
No, but there is, there is some there is some fans out there that buy into that buy into what Ollie's doing, and 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 there and there's some that, that's a bit that's football opinion for you, isn't it? I suppose, but like you say, yeah, I, I don't I don't I'm not asking the question like properly. Like I, I me, I know we're not going to go out and win a title next season. And if we do, Kim, my God, I'm, it's going to be the biggest party I've ever had in my house ever. Um, and it would be good to it would be good to even be talked about. That's what do you know what I mean? That's what I just want to happen. We have a good window. At least we're in the in the conversation, aren't we? Oh, they could do this sort of thing. That's where I want mm. us to be because at the moment we're written off. Every 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 conversation that comes up about title challenges and uh, we just get written off all the time. So I just can't be asked anymore. I'm sick to death. I'm can we rubbish? Can we just can we just say can we we send our condolences to uh, Pep Guardiola uh, and his family uh, for losing his mother uh, to uh, this horrible virus as well. Well said, well said, Doug, yeah, 100%. No, yeah, fair play. I was on a it's podcast yesterday when the, 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 the news broke and it's a horrible disease and it's affected so many people and, you know, every, everyone that's been affected. I know a couple of lads who've, who've lost loved ones, so, you know, my heart goes out to everyone, really, including Pep, obviously. No, and that is it. So, yeah, thanks for that, Doug. To be fair, that's, that was nice. That I, I would I would forgot what happened. I've, I've been so... Concentrating on Mike and household, it's absolutely and, mental. Isn't it? And I know, and I know, he, I know he's not my biggest fan, but get well soon, Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson's no. not your biggest fan. Does he not watch you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no but, that, but that, do you know what? Yeah, after when that broke yesterday, it really puts it in perspective, like how serious it is. Do you know what I mean? And it's just stay at home. Do you know what I mean? Stay at home. Do what you got to do. If you do go out, make sure you wash your hands. It's that. It's, it's it. that's important. I went to Aldi today. They got a full cleaning station. In there, walked in, covered myself in a uh, in sanitizer, and walked around and got me shopping. So, but anyway, we'll we'll wrap it up on that with your images of me looking like a slug. So we're holding <laughs> hand sanitizer. Nice. This is weird, isn't it? Anyway, um, thanks Jay for coming on. I've enjoyed it. You've, you've found a a, re, a rational scouser. He's like, where'd you get where'd you get him from? Oh, uh, mate, it, it, <laughs> give, give me his details because we need him on the channel. Hundred percent. <laughs> it was it was it literally i found him yeah he's it's 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 hard to come by mate but no jay thanks for coming on mate it's always appreciated I've enjoyed it, lads. good chatting to you all uh thanks to everyone else john duck and duck <laughs> john <Doug, laughs> and uh and nick obviously all the all the links will be in the description as usual go check jay out on twitter and uh, obviously full-time devils um but yeah uh thanks for watching listening leave a like on the video subscribe if you're new and uh, yeah, ah, oh, five star reviews on on iTunes and uh, and Spotify. Nice one. If you enjoy the content, please do check the videos out to the side of me. Subscribe before you leave, and make sure you check the socials below.